You found the Love Flight Podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach, and I've been helping Nervous Flyers since 1997. So in this podcast, you are going to find aviation experts, psychologists, coaches, enthusiasts, and people normal, just like you, who have overcome their fears. Welcome. We have scholars here from FSDP. Welcome. Thank you so much for giving your time. Tell us about yourselves. Tell us about you lot. What do you do? Hi, Paul. Uh, great, great to be on tonight. So FSDP stands for Flying Scholarships for the Disabled. We've just had a mega bumper year. So yeah. we're 40 years in business, 40 wow. years in yeah. giving out scholarships. And what we try and do, so my name's Alex, uh, I'm a former scholar and I'm lucky enough to be a trustee on the board. And what we try and do these days is uh, we try and give out life-changing experiences to people with disabilities. So people who didn't realize that they could fly and people who were going through rough time and people who just need an opportunity to, to get into aviation. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's a great thing. I, I don't know if you know too much about it. I don't know. John told me a bit, but I, I didn't realize we were 40 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 40 years. So we started off uh, with the, the, the idea of uh, Douglas Barter. Uh, so not many people know the story these days, but he, he was an absolute legend uh, mm. back in the day. And in fact, he was that good at being disabled. Uh, the, the, in a prison of war camp, they confiscated his, uh, his prosthetic legs because he kept trying to escape. So just imagine that. That is a badge of honor, uh, yeah. I'd say. So yeah. the, the, the charity was formed in his, in his name and in his, um, in his mentality and in his being. So, yeah, the, we, we strive, each one of us who are part of this charity, we, you know, we try, try and strive for better. And we use aviation. Aviation is the glue that brings us all together. And uh, that's what we do. Amazing. So you, how long have you been involved, Alex, did you say? So, uh, yeah, I feel I feel quite old now, but I, I got my scholarship in 2008. And uh, at that time, I was, I was newly injured. Um, I, I went to Cromwell for the interviews, and there was, there was no way that I thought I'd, I've got this. You know, there, there's lots of us that went there, and it was only a couple of scholarships, and I, I came away, and it, I had a, I had an amazing experience, but I just thought there's no way I'm going to get this. And then I got the call, I got the call, and it, it was good news. And it, they sent me off to South Africa, and it, back in the day, we would send people out there because I think medically. Wise that you know it, it was a lot easier mm. to get medical certifications, and you know what? There's no airspace out there, so you can't bump into anyone, uh, from what I remember, um, because it's cho it's chocker here. So, anyway, they sent me off to South Africa with another five scholars, and we spent six weeks flying every day, twice a day, and it was phenomenal. It, it really was a life changing experience. And yeah. at that time in my life, you know, I had no job. No purpose, no identity, mm. and FSDP was the little lift up that I needed back then. And uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm eternally grateful for them uh, for for that. 
Oh, that's, that's, that is just remarkable. Uh, I am familiar with the founder, or who it's founded against, because um, it's linked into a lot of the scouts and the guides and a lot of the, the ethos behind the way that they have thirst for adventure. And I think it, his his sort of mission, his inspiration is probably spread in lots of ways. And amazing to see that it's here. I can't believe it's been 40 years. Yeah. John didn't tell me this. John, you didn't tell me this. I'm just telling you more <laughs> All right. Well, John is uh, John will remember him because John's dead old. But uh, the, the, the instructors, so John, they they get to see another level of of what we get to see because they they um, obviously see the application forms. The the the, applica- the applicants then go to Cranwell, and then John is one of the guys that actually flies the students. You know, so he also so we we send them off in a in a three week block. In the UK this time, and they get 16 hours free flying. Now we're not looking for the next best pilot. We're not looking for people who are super super keen and flying. Uh, we're just looking for people who you know r- really want to do it and want the opportunity to to find themselves or to learn off others. And and so so they they do the flying. They, they work with the instructors every day, and obviously. Flying with a disability is quite hard because, say, my injury, my injury is fairly stable. So I'm a spinal, spinally injured and I can't move my legs or maybe uh, chest or whatever's, but maybe my hands are okay. But some of our scholars, they might have the MS or, you know, different disabilities that might tire them out uh, quicker. And uh, so we, the, the, the instructors have got to try and manage that. Uh, so right. it's quite it's quite a hard job that they have. So do you do you end up getting like your private pilot's license? Is that kind of a goal that you go for? Or is it or is it just for the sheer joy of just flying about? It, it's for this. It's for the sheer joy. Uh, you know, we we would like uh, we would love to give our forty five hours to every single mm. scholar, but it, it just doesn't work, and it just doesn't. Uh, yeah. Um, that those type of hours just doesn't really work. So we give out 16 hours and we would love, we, the, the, this is the stepping stone into aviation. And the one thing that we did this year, which was fantastic, we, we did something called the big wing. Okay. So uh, again, using Douglas's uh, uh, memory, he, he had something called the big wing where he sent everyone up in one day and it was the battle of Britain. He just, he threw everything at the Germans. And that, that's kind of what we did this year, you know, uh, and so we uh, had different parts of the country, and then we would uh, we would fly around the country. Uh, so each each uh, pilot, so doing the south, the midlands, the north, and we would pick up scholars on the way. And the scholars would fly the next leg, would drop them off, pick up the next scholar, fly them. And so we really were getting around the UK, connecting previous scholars that had done sixteen hours but still wanted to fly. And we we were getting that disabled community flying, and I know Matthew and, and Zorn both uh, both had a little go with that this year. Oh, amazing! Well, that, that that's a great uh, segue, I think, to introduce Matthew and Dawn, and uh, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about your stories. Yeah, so I I'm Matthew, I'm I'm from Belfast. Um, my name is a twenty seventeen scholar, so. I I I went through the scholarship program. I applied in in twenty six in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I, was, I I I completed the scholarship in twenty seventeen. Um, 
similar story. It was it was an incredible experience. Yeah, one that I'll never ever I'll never forget. It was it was unbelievable. Um, oh yes, I fell in love with aviation like like loads of people. Um, I suppose I always was in love with it anyway. But it just mm. it just rein, it reinforced that. Um, and then I also I was given the opportunity to become a mentor for the charity. You know, after I'd completed and been through the process, mm. I was able to out out. Along with Dawn, I was able to help new scholars coming through the process and let them yeah. be a bit of a, a base to touch base with without any yeah. concerns. Okay, and I think it's a good it's a good role because you know, I when you think through, it, you know what to expect, and it can be kind of daunting process and the application process and scholarship itself. Some people, for me anyway, and, and I'm sure many others, for some people, it's the first time, it's the first time that they've ever been. For me, it was the first time I'd have, I'd have, I'd have Northern Ireland on my own. Yeah. Um, but for many people, it's the first time away from home for, mm-hmm. for a long stretch of time. So, yeah. um, obviously, the flying was incredible, but I, I suppose the biggest thing I got out of it was the independence because mm-hmm. after doing mine's, a, I was a four week, I did four weeks with a break in between. So, two weeks and then a break and then two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that pill, two weeks, I was in Iceland Salisbury in the south of England and on my own with, with, you know your safety net's gone, so yeah. it's fight or flight. It's fight or flight, and you don't have to leave fight or flight. And <laughs> you just learn. You have to learn how to how to how to how to cope. Yeah. And it can be an incredible sense of achievement and and, yeah. and independence. And my people say it all the time, and it's a bit cliche, but I genuinely not look back because you just can't. It's one of those experiences that you can't. Yeah. Once you've done that, that you feel like you're unstoppable. Um. Brilliant, brilliant experience, fantastic charity, and I'll be forever grateful for for what they came with. Well, so what is it about of the door? Don't worry. Um, so what is it that you said it was a fantastic experience? You know, like you don't look back. What is it about the aviation thing um, that that makes you say that? You, you seem you both so far seem very passionate. For me, anyway, I was born with my condition. I was born with a condition called muscular dystrophy. Basically, weak muscles, all the muscles attached to your trunk, arms and legs, and um, they're very weak, so they don't have the power, the power, um, or the strength that most people would have. And they're also very short and, and about five foot, roughly. Mm. Um, so I'm very, I'm quite unique in that way, and life is always challenging. But I was like Alex; I I spent the first twenty five, twenty six years of my life stable. But I had, I'd even. You know, I knew what each day I knew what each day brought on the end in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um I had an had a procedure that basically it, it deteriorated my condition quite severely. Mm. Um it left me quite housebound and, and reliant. So I'd lost all the I'd lost what little independence I did have. Mm. And the disability always makes you kind of um you kinda of know that you know that you have limitations and obstacles. What flying for me did it just completely turned that all its head, it turned it upside down. Because if you the way I look at it and the way I remember and feel, even though I would I fly, aviation's it's a great equalizer. So once it may not be it may be an unorthodox method of getting into the plane or flying the plane or yeah. getting yeah. to the airport. But once you're in the plane, you're just like anybody else, there's no difference. And yeah. um, so up there you're and I said it at the time and I said again when I'm up in the air my disability just disappears because mm. it's just like anybody else there's no difference when you're up there so yeah. for me that's what that's what the big game changer was 
that's great. And the charity, the charity gave me that opportunity because I don't think it would have been possible otherwise. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that just seemed that's that word doesn't even seem enough to convey what you've just said, you know. But when I listen to that, it's just can't overwhelm you to hear how much it has led to you. It's hard to put into words, it really is. It's one of those things that's very, very hard to put into words. Yeah. It's phenomenal, it's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, Matthew and I yeah. met at RAF, yeah, Matthew and I met at RAF Cranwell with the with the 18 of us going there to see if we could uh, get a scholarship. But half of me really wanted one because I was desperate to get over a really, really intense fear of flying. And half of me wanted to run away. Can't run, but I wanted to run away. Uh, so, yeah, I really was, did, I felt really sure that I could try to overcome mm. my fear of flying, but I remember even letting go of my application for going to the letterbox. I don't, oh, so um, uh, Matthew and I uh, were paired, um, so they've got um, some people at Cranwell who, who try and work out who fits with who. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a jigsaw. There's what adaptions does the person need? What planes can they get in? Mm. What's the experience? You know, what's what's what are their limitations? Uh, I know that when I remember very clearly that um, the instructors, when they were helping people to see if they can get into the plane, they said it isn't pass or fail. It's no, it's not a no. It's a how can we do it? Yeah. So I remember uh, Matthew took quite a long time to get into one of the planes. There was no nobody was rushing him. They were very you know very careful, but incredibly patient. So they're doing that with eighteen people wow. uh, in a in a three day stretch. You know, you're having you have your medical and um, interviews. So uh, yeah, it's it's three days. Many people haven't been away from home before. That's their first time away from home since they've become ill or they've had an injury. And um, so I learned, yes, I'd been accepted. I was, half of me was EP, half was, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> oh no, now I've really got to step up because I've been given an opportunity that yes. some people won't remember. Will never have. Uh, I can't back out of this. I, yeah. I can't waste a scholarship. I've got to do this. Mm. So um, I remember Matthew and I met up. Um, it's residential, so we we stayed together. You know, we we only met a couple of times, and I was petrified the night before we began, and he was so kind and really considerate and, and trying to sort of say, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Um, and um, the uh, instructor that I had um, that's got quite a, a, a large experience of people who have so big flyers, uh, and I heard, um, not from her, may I say, but from lots of other people, that she was incredibly experienced 
that lady and I, I just had to put all my trust in her. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's clearly um, very experienced and, mm. you know, she's around, therefore I've got to do this. And day one was happened to be perfect and they, uh, I think it was discussed in advance, but they... They uh, got me up in the plane literally as soon as they could before I had really time to properly think about it. You yeah. just, just to get over that anxiety. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I have MS and um, there's lots of influences that has on different people. Mm-hmm. But I think when I needed to give up work, uh, because actually, it was really an important part of my life. Yeah, I actually realised that um, a love of flying that I did have started to become a fear be- because I had lost my confidence. Sure, I I wasn't able to do what I had been able to do, and mm. you know, my in my mind, the future was uncertain. Yeah, and uh, what. Framwell managed to do was break the the seal because one of the uh, doctors there spoke to me in an interview about my job and it had been seven years since I'd retired and at that point I completely broke down in tears. Yeah. Um, and it was then I realised I'd only been trying to distract myself. I hadn't properly grieved for my career mm. and I... And gradually that was ebbing away all the confidence that I used to have. Yeah. And so every time I flew, it became worse and worse. It was escalating. And um, because I do love to visit new places, I I was desperate to get that out, you know, to sort that out. So what, what SSDP gave me was... My, uh, my, my ability to to carry on trying to see places places while I'm able to do that uh, because um, I've got a disease which is progressive. I want to make as many memories as I can, and that's what FSDP. Yeah. That was the gift they gave me. Um, I, I, that's amazing. I mean, I just I would hate to have to choose. You know, like we have. You've only got so many places. I'm guessing for the scholarships, and so many people that are deserving of it. How on earth do you choose? You know, it's 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 a night it's a nightmare, Paul. So obviously, you you read through these application forms, and you just want to give everyone. You know, you want a big bus, and you want everyone to jump on the bus with you. But so what happens is that quite a few people apply. You know, fifty or sixty a year. So then. Uh, the cut-off date is the end of January, and then uh, us lot, the trustees, we go through, and then we try, we try and whittle those applications down to twenty, twenty-five, and we take take them to Cranwell in March. And uh, as Dawn and Matthew are saying, Cranwell is a powerful place to be. You know, the the the, the, the actual building itself, the history, and then the, the what happens there during those two or three days when. You know the applicants come along, and then some of them haven't been out the house for a couple of years. Some of them haven't socialised. Some of them 
you know, don't really want to associate with being with disabled people and stuff like that. And then they come together and then it, it's so powerful that, you know, we, we come away and we, we choose, you know, then we've got to whittle down to eight to 10 scholars. But some of the, some of the things that we've seen and some of the scholars that haven't, haven't been given a scholarship have emailed us and just said, thanks for the experience, you know, I didn't get a scholarship, but, uh, you know, you, you've, you know, I, I, I'm going to start a new leaf. And yeah, you, these are people that we've just told, yeah. you know, unfortunately you, you haven't made it. Um, and it, you know, it, it's so, so it must be a good thing and that's going on. But one oh, thing was still yeah, inspiring one... people, even though they don't get scholarship, it still, it still gives them a, a new experience that they can then think about. It's, it does, yeah, it does, and you, you know, it, it, it sounds a bit cliche, but everyone who applies or comes to Cranwell, they are part of the, the FSDP family, so we, we do try and keep in touch with them, we try and keep them engaged, you know, we, we, we let people apply for this, the second year, uh, you know, and all being well, you know, they'll, they'll do better next time around, but it's uh, it's hard, it's hard, yeah. but it's, uh, it's a great process to go through. So how do people hear about what you do? And, you know, are there other other charities that do similar things? Yeah. So I should throw about that. No, it's all right. So uh, I'd, I'd like to think we're a bit more mainstream than what we are. I think we're an unknown uh, entity. And I, I think I think we should promote ourselves a bit more. But there's, there's two main charities in the UK, I'd say. So you, you've got Airability, which mm. I think everyone knows. So... I consider them that these are the ones with the planes and the uh, the air schools. So they've they've actually you know we we don't have any property, uh, so they are the ones where you can go and physically see the planes and go up flying. But yeah, and then we're we're the ones that try and you know we we try and give out the scholarships, get everyone keen, and then we will try and feed them through and try and um, keep them flying and send them on to wearability and stuff like that. But one thing we've started off this year is, is a bursary. So the, the people come along, do a scholarship, get the 16 hours, and then if they are keen again, we're, we're looking at trying to give them more hours and trying to trying to get them along the the PPL, PPL sides of things. But uh, again, it, it's money, availability with the instructors because we can't just send these off and all normal flying skills there's a lot of considerations that uh, need to be involved um so it, it's hard it's hard to keep keep the product that we've got and, and keep it working well yeah because you want to protect this great legacy that you've got that you can go on you know uh some inexperienced training place to stuff it up for you and you've got you built such a great reputation you know it it sounds like you know the rest of the flying world. Well, I, I just know how. I mean, when you've just described how you were helped into the aircraft and how patient they were and stuff, you know, the, the, there's lots of people that can fly aircraft, but what you're talking about is some special people that have got extra empathy and patience, you know. And so they're, you know, because it because I know loads and loads of pilots that. That are just great pilots, but uh, there's not many that I would trust with other nervous flyers, for example, because they because it's just their job. They don't think about it, 
But the ones that I work with, you know, and similar to the ones you are, they 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 get that people have fears and that you know it's it's okay. You know, they don't judge it or mock them. It's just you know. I was curious, Dawn, you said you had a fear of flying as well. I didn't know if it's that fear of flying or whether it just crept up on you because of just a decrease in confidence generally, which can happen to anybody, you know? I I, I used to love to fly. I found it an exciting thing to do. I mean, I'm talking about um, in commercial aircraft to go on holiday. And I and I I did quite a lot of it with with without a problem. Mm. I remember I I went flew with my husband. He, he hadn't flown before. There was me telling him, "Oh no, it'll be okay," giving him reassurance. <laughs> so I must admit that the these little um, mm. it, it just crept up and up and up, and I realised it was escalating to the point where I I was really really struggling. Uh, actually, um, I would say for the for the three or four months prior to me going somewhere, I would start to worry, and then the preceding four to six weeks, mm. I would be really anxious. Yeah, the the week that I was flying uh, was dreadful. Mm. Finally, got there. And then you're there normally for a week or two, and then you've got to worry about flying home again. But, but. And, and I did visit some wonderful places, but it was definitely yeah. spoiled by yeah. by the anxiety and stress doesn't doesn't do well with MS. It mm. it brings on lots of um, it makes some symptoms quite a lot worse. So it actually it's quite incapacitating. Yeah. Yeah, and I also know that once those fears in general, they do tend to escalate, and it's not rational. Mm. Uh, you can look at stats. Actually, I was too scared to read up about. I had no idea how a plane stayed in the air. Had really, no concept whatsoever. I didn't want to learn in case it frightened me. Yes. In fact, um, Matthew and I learned together. So we were together for four weeks, studied together. And once I understood how, you know, the the, the concepts actually made me less nervous when I realised that uh, what they're offering is um, uh, uh, a briefing, sort of a, a pre-flight briefing teaching and then you go and practice, so it's bite-sized. Yeah. Uh, I know that Matthew, um, um, I could tell uh, straight away that Matthew was going to excel. And he, he's always surprised by that, but I knew straight away he would really become accomplished. And uh, he's surprised that I I bought him a, a card well in advance of him ever achieving what he's achieved. Matthew, would you like to say what you've achieved? I continued on, so I, I, I was bit by the bulk, like many people, but there really was no looking back, so I continued on after the scholarship. Yeah. I did everything to it that I could. It was just, it was, it wasn't a new choice for me. I, I, I had to do it. I, I'd, I'd fallen in love with it. You got the bank. So, 
I got the blog. I went on and got my. I actually got my license in 2019. Whew. So yeah, I managed to qualify. Which was just, yeah, it was another massive achievement, which I really yeah. didn't see coming. For me, the scholarship was the scholarship was enough. But if you fall in love with these things, yeah, it was pretty special. So, but to uh, dawn, I think Alex that... would agree that um, um, I I know the sort of one of the philosophies is is not to um, certainly as mentors uh, we were sort of briefed to make sure that there wasn't an expectation of going solo or achieving a pilot's license it was it was about all the it was about flying it was about that leveler the fact mm. that no matter what the disability with certain restrictions but um you can all fly the plane and that that's quite exhilarating to know yeah. that you, you know you're all flying the plane but the 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 bigger package that this charity offers is the 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 networking that you get i've seen lots of uh, people with paraplegia for instance they start to swap tips and oh I know so and so he does and there's all there's there's so much camaraderie. Matthew and I are really really good friends. We speak a, a lot. Um, I I can't imagine doing my scholarship with anybody else. I feel very lucky that we we made such a good friendship. Mm-hmm. And um, what Matthew and I have been able to see is. Um, people people arriving at Cranwell, very scared, very nervous, and often low self-esteem, lacking in confidence. And even over those three days, you can see people growing and, and it becomes a catalyst. Then those people that go on to do a scholarship, um, there's, there's so many wonderful friendships made. And and it really d- does feel like you are part of a family. And yeah. I haven't flown for some time now, but I'm still a flying enthusiast. I spend a lot of time at airfields. <laughs> uh, but I I think those those other things that it gives you, apart from being able to fly, are as valuable. And I think lots of people with disabilities become isolated and shut themselves away and they they can't see that they've got um, opportunities. It's difficult when you're alone to see that you've yeah. that actually your life can be changed quite considerably. And I, I feel very honoured to have been able to watch that happen with many others. It's... Um, it's it is like magic. It's fairy dust. I love this idea, you know, because you imagine somebody with disabilities literally disappearing into their own sort of world, into their head, and then you say to them, "How about flying an aircraft?" I mean, it must seem as far away from their mentality as you could possibly get. You know, thinking I. 
they've struggled to go to the shops and for lack of confidence or whatever. And you're saying, oh, I was just going an aeroplane. I mean, it's just mind blowing, isn't it? The power of that kind of belief that you have in them, but also what they must have inside them to sort of overcome so much. It's it's quite remarkable, honestly. It is. And uh, the, the, every flight, something happens. So my uh, cross-country cross qualifier uh, flew from Tate Hill down to Gloucester. So my chair's at the back of the plane, and it, uh, I've got several stops that day. So before I got to Gloucester, I phoned them up, and I said, um, you know, the, the fire service, I said, do you mind giving me a hand with my chair? I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a bit fatigued, and every little helps, and do you mind? So I landed in cross country quality, just me and the plane, obviously. And then the fireman comes along, opens the, the luggage at the back, starts getting the chair out. And it's like, hey, base, is this yours? I was like, yeah, it is mine. Oh, just you, are you sure? Yeah. And you're, you're flying the plane? I was like, yeah, yeah. And you're in a, you're in a chair? No, that's a bait. Well done, you. And it was such a backhanded, Compliments, uh, but it, it, in a good way, you, you know. Yeah. Once he once he came around, he's like, "No, you, you can't use your legs." Down. How's that working? And you, so then I showed him. But uh, yeah, it was that shock, shock and awe, you know. And it it happens all the time. Uh, and it's you know, we did it. it there shouldn't really be a, sh a shock because in in this day and age, you know, disabilities are everywhere, and you know. They're all over social media doing amazing things, and people shouldn't be shocked. Uh, you know, someone flying a plane with a disability, it, 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 it should be normalized, but still, it still does get a bit of reaction. But it's quite funny when it, when it does happen. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm very like Alice, I learned only that that shock factor. I, I actually love it. So I was walking like Alice to the airplane, I use a rollator, I use a, a three wing walking aid. I can't walk with I I, I rely upon it, and then you've all these people on the on the on the runway line watching the planes, and you're walking over to your aircraft, and you get in, and then your instructor takes your walker away or whatever happens, and you just say noise and gas that all you can nearly hear all the jaws hit the floor. No, oh, that must be it. great, wasn't it? I'm just not expecting it, so I do like to shock people in that myth, in that way. But uh, <laughs> as Alex said, it just takes a bit of. Um, I think it's just thinking outside the box of things, and yeah, I think that's where that's where the the, the fans goes the 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 charities it's it engaged with. You know, our instructor obviously everyone everyone loves their everyone in the charity just thinks their instructors the best thing that ever walked. But the all the skills have that they have like an extra level of understanding. Mm -hmm. they're they're not they're not run of the mill as I would say run of the mill instructors that they yeah. They know that there's all there's more coming along with these students. There's there's extra extra things to consider, um, and obviously adaptations and things. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's all very well catered, and you don't expect when you go into scholarship, you don't realize how much is available there to help you succeed. But yeah. well, I just I can't get my head around. But I just love the fact how much you enjoy shocking people. <laughs> I think Alex likes it a bit too. He's just not saying. Yeah, yeah. It must be great though. So, because it must each time it must be sort of really validating to you to go look what I've achieved. You know, like each time you astonish these other people, you can 
you're getting a bit of that reminder of what, how far you come, surely. Well, I, I hope you're going to get this joke, Paul, but I'll do any, any, any Lansing that you can walk away from is a good one. Football. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I, I can't actually walk. There, there you go. Uh, no, exactly. That's a joke. But, uh, no, it's it's great. It's um, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I took up a, a nervous flyer because um, I know that that's your business, but he came to me, he said, uh, he was my neighbor, he said, you fly planes, don't you? And so, yeah, well, got my license. And he goes, can I go up with you, but I'm really scared. I said, like, how scared? He's like, like really scared. I haven't flown. He said, I can't, I can't be in trains. I can't be, I, I, I can't, I, yeah, I can't. And I, I said, yeah, by all means, we'll have a good go. So we went to Tayton Hill and... We sat in the plane and he just couldn't do it. So he walked away as a coffee came back. And then we we started up the engine and then we shut the engine down. Then he, he got back out, walked away. And it, uh, all the time I had someone in the back with me and it, I kind of, it was a, his friends. And I said, you know, uh, he, he did say he, he wasn't going to grab anything or do anything dangerous. So there's that element going in my head. But I'm re- I really wanted it. I say fix him, but I just really wanted him to yeah, to, yeah. to crack his aviation, and he wanted to go, he wanted to go away on holiday with his friends, and he, he just couldn't do it. So uh, uh, we tried the next and we started up the engine. We got to the runway, and then we had to stop, turn around, go back. So the, towards the end of the day, the, the the final go, and I said, "Should we have a go?" And I took him up, and we had forty five minutes. And he he won he won let go of the top of the the you know the instruments and he he'd grab it like that but we, we had forty five minutes yeah. and uh, he loved it and it, it was just the best day ever it was me like it really was me giving the gift of flying to uh to this guy and unfortunately sad end of the story he passed away last year and he ne- he never got away on his on his easy jet holiday but. It was just uh, such an empowering day to yeah. to get him up there. Oh, it was, it was great. That is a great story. And to be able to do that, for, how patient were you to spend the whole day doing that? You know, just yeah, yeah. Because I'd, 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 I'd love to learn more about why people can't fly it into the minds, isn't it? It's just they just there's just something there that you just can't get over. Don he almost said Don always said about part am I right, Don and saying about part for you was the the change for you was to the fact that you were in control and there was there was um you had side out the front of the of the cockpit, you were able to stay where you were going with it. So maybe I suppose there's various different reasons for it. For a fear um it's 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 what I think I even with me, I don't know if if Alex and Don put the same, but for me, learning the land, I find on the edge of feeling a bit scary and daunting because it's very, it's counterintuitive. You're 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 doing something that yeah, it's feeling to like we shouldn't be doing as as humans, we shouldn't really be doing. It, but yeah, I like landing. So I think you know, I I like to land at some point. You know, but since what's the thing that takeoffs optional, landing isn't. Yeah. Hi, my my husband managed to work out that part of the problem I had 
was somebody who clearly now I know didn't know what they were talking about made a comment to me about one of the runaways in a major in Bournemouth only just is only just logging up. And I realised once I started inspecting that fear, it was I need the plane to go up before we run out of runway. Mm. So that throwaway comment that somebody made, yeah, um, actually I think you know it buried itself in there somewhere, and and it took that confidence that I've lost from losing my career to for that to suddenly ignite and start to really affect me. Yeah. So it doesn't take much to sort of plant a seed of doubt, does it? And then exactly. Once you then start to focus in on it, you... Yeah. I always say you have to be really careful what you let into your head. And uh, I always say people don't watch the news, don't listen to the media. Is it, most of it's posh, isn't it? You know, when you talk about commercial aviation, you must, I find myself... I was, I saw a film advertised the other day, and I haven't watched it, because it says, it's called Plane or something, and it says, after being struck by a lightning, the pilot has to perform a skillful landing and save the passengers. And I think, well, you know, I struck by, as soon as I saw, well, so what, I've been struck by lightning, you know, that's, that, that happens, it's, it's not a big deal. But that's the, that's the beginning of the storyline, so I can't, I refuse to watch it, because I think, I'll just be finding myself screaming at the TV, going, that's crap. That's not true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that and snakes on the plane. I mean, just about, you know, let's, let's put two phobias together, you know, and get a money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have to be really careful what crap you let into my face. <laughs> well, you, you lot are remarkable. And what work you're doing, it's just, oh, it's very humbling to, to hear your stories, what you overcome, and then, all the people that you're helping still, you know. When you're up there, what's it what's it like for you? You know, when you describe that feeling of being in the air, I mean, what gives you that that bug? I mean, that's what you described as Matthew, but all three of you obviously got it. What's it like? Exhilarating, free. You feel free. Mm. Because I think it it you know, when you have got limitations, it um, you you mentioned about uh, being in your head. I know um, I I've got a nurse background, right? I know lots of people who are very 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 worried about using a stick for the first time or perhaps yeah. using a rollator for the. They see that as a very negative thing, mm. and actually, you know, mobility aids help help free you. The being in a plane as a disabled person. Freeze you, freeze your mind and your body. So you, you that sense of freedom and exhilaration. Yeah. Don't say right there. Yeah. I my I have been quite used to growing up, you know, through the you know, schooling and getting a job and just life, you know, being told you spend, I, it's a civil people spend a lot of their time being told what they can't do. Mm. And plans plans the opposite. Yeah, it's actually something that you can do. So there is a real sense of achievement, and you feel very, um, very empowering. Yeah, and I suppose free. Yeah, very free. It's quite calm. It can be very calm. 
Matthew, my flights aren't calm. Mine are busy, <laughs> hectic, stressful. So uh, reflecting on it now, and uh, when I'm up there, I don't feel free. I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm working on everything. I'm speaking to everyone, and then the the bit for me is that either the drive home or the day later, and I'm just like, wow. That was cool. I I got there. I had a great time. I got back. I did, yeah. But in, in the moment and in the day, it just all seemed so hectic. And obviously, I look back at my photos and a little video doing a landing. You're like, oh, yeah, I, I did that. So that's the moment for me. But some of the cool bits that I've done, um, I got a hot air balloon and scholarship. So, yeah, I, I got to go out to Mondovi, uh, Northern Italy, and I got me hot air balloon PPL. Did you know that? Do you, Matthew and Dawn, did you know that? Did that that's news yeah. to me. That yeah, you have looked me. a bit surprised then. I thought, oh, this is news. Well, I, I don't like pulling out, but I, I thought tonight's the night. But uh, what what I do like to do? So you know these Gasco um, information evenings uh, that we all go to sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so we go along and they say, are there any pilots in the room? I just like that. And they go, are there any paragliders? The paragliders put their hands up. Any glizers, I don't glizers, pilot. Any hot air balloon pilot? Let's go. Put my hands on. I hear the, the whole room is him. I go, no. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a hot, hot air balloon. Yeah, just me. Just me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, that's it. That, that's my work done. So basically, with a flash. He always kept that on his sleeves, didn't he? There you go. He, I was diced it. He's hot air balloon, but I, I can't fly one. You, you take the hat for that one. Yeah. You know what? I've never used the license in vain. I've had a, uh, you know, you need a crew of like eight to ten people just to just to get you up. You know, it's not it's not easily accessible, but it's it's a it's a great thing to do and have. But yeah, I, I, I love me flying. And now uh, another thing that we're starting off in the northwest is uh, there's a flight simulator school. Uh, so Liverpool Uni have got all these indoor simulators mm-hmm. and. Um, it's the it's the best free free flying that anyone can do. So we're gonna we're gonna start setting up some uh, aviation nights. And uh, you know I've, I've got a little crew of FSD people in my area, and um, yeah, they're, they're all gonna do a little bit of flying in these simulators, which is nice. Well, mate. So what aircraft are you flying? What do you generally go up in? So I'm I'm a PA twenty eight with. Uh, a rudder, a rudder hand control. Uh, I know Matthews is a little bit different. The C forty two, and so it's a two seater, and high wing. Uh, Alex will be low wing, and it's low wing wings high wing. And yeah, I I actually do use the pedals. My feet are quite good. My legs are good, but I'm five. I'm only five foot, so they had to get me like extensions to bring the pedals forward. Um, but yeah, yeah, we got we got there in the end. So yeah, yeah I like that. Where are you, Joel? Uh, we uh, Matty and I learned at the same school, so I learned in a in a C forty two as well. Yeah, actually, okay. um, when Matty, I'm often at the airfield when Matty's coming into land. Matty's not able to use the flaps. Um, so I I. I've been witness to um, people are making comments about, well, 
he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do that again. But, uh, but our instructor actually takes a great delight in pointing out he's my scholar. He can't use the flaps; he lands without them, and 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 he he does brilliant landings. And she's always she always knows that he's going to, and she'll she'll stand there with her arms folded, grinning like a Jesse cat. Look, look what he can do! Yeah, he can land without flaps. A little bit faster, just slightly a little fast, but yeah, 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 hard to all, isn't it? Eh? Yeah, respect. Long road, long runway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, if people want, I mean, this is amazing, my case. Like I say, there are words. But if people are listening, thinking, so two things really. So somebody's listening who wants to get involved, help in some way, or maybe they have a disability themselves, what do they need to do? And the other group could be thinking, how could we help? contribute in terms of financial etc like that because yeah so those are the two sort of things for me i think it'd be really nice i don't know this is a podcast but it does go it's on spotify and all the rest of it and lots of people listen to it it does get lots of downloads. so i'd love you know if there's a chance that someone might listen to it who could who might be one of those two camps what what would you say uh so i don't mind i'll do i'll do the numbers bit so a, a scholarship each year uh, the golden goose it, it, it's about 12 grand you know it's it's rising every year so you know if if there was companies that really did want to jump on board and and do that this year we've also introduced this so bursaries so these like follow-on scholarships and you know they're obviously a bit less for five to eight grand but you know if anyone dude Anyone that gets us and, and gets what we're trying to do and trying to achieve, we're not bothered with people who are flashy and just, you know, we, we want people to, to see what we do and get it, get it and understand it. And we, we want those type of people on board. Uh, and then they'll, they'll, find it, they'll find ways to help us out either through funding, funding scholars or... Um, yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's it's the scholars themselves, it's the scholars and the instructors uh, that make up the charity, and uh, it, it, we're, we're a powerful organisation once people understand what we do. Yeah, nice. And wh- where are you based or running this from? So you said the northwest, and I'm guessing that's around Liverpool well, area. We're trying, you know, we're, we're breaking north of the borders, so we, we really are trying for Liverpool, and we're trying to get more schools involved. So we're looking at take sides, you know, up yeah. a little bit further, and then we might even go further now. But generally, we are Fairford based and in the south. Yeah. So we've got a uh, Sonic Matthew. What's your flying school? I can't remember. Uh, Compton Abbas. Compton Abbas. Yeah, so we've got Compton Abbas. We've got, I think. Uh, uh, maybe Campbell, uh, Ter Western, uh, the big supporters. Um, so yeah, we, we're trying to we're trying to get right around the country, but it's hard it's hard to set up schools and um, and and get them up and running. But we we are we really are trying to get up and down the country. We we did have one scholar last year who was right up in the Orkney Islands. Oh yeah, I, I hope I've got this right. But that that is as north. Yeah, it's like top of the world for us. Yeah, top of the world. So, 
it, it's it's a great thing. Uh, yeah. Wow, oh, that's amazing. So, so her mentor, uh, she also has MS, and um, MS is more prevalent the further north you go. So Scotland has a higher incidence than England. So closer to the equator, there's less incidence of MS. So vitamin D and sunlight plays a great. Um, I dealt with news up. There you go, Don. Uh, all, all, always learning. Uh, that. I didn't know. Yeah. 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 Um, Don was an anesthetic theater nurse. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're just trying to get a few of your hot air balloon license, you see. So Dawn's coming back into you with things you don't know. <laughs> it's a little bit about, you know, competition yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take that one on the chin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Honestly, guys, it's been absolutely brilliant to to meet you all and to hear your stories and what you're doing. Really humbling, inspiring. Just like I say, there just aren't words. And I listening to that, thinking, "Crikey, what you what you do for people and what you've done for yourselves." The next time I'm having a crappy day and I'm thinking, "Oh, the train's late," like it was today, I'm going to think about you guys and just think, "Oh my god." That, you know, compared to what you've overcome or what you do for other people, it's just, yeah, very, very humbling. So thank you. And thank the you. The other thing I'd ask is, I would just ask to anyone interested, they're all the stories, some of the scholar stories that are on there, um, and donate if they feel inclined. Um, we, we, we attend Riyadh every year. We have a, a, a tent at, at the Royal International Air Tattoo, so... He's a big aviation fan, can spot us there as well. So, okay, well, give us so give us some details. The word. So, FSDP. So, so, if they Google that, that will get you to FSDP.co.uk, not their website. And on there, there'll be information about the charity, the scholarship program, some stories, and, and any anywhere to donate. So, yeah, amazing. And uh, you have to be over 18, hold, hold a driving license, and with a disability. To apply, and um, yeah, applications open um, right now. End of January, they close. Um, but if anyone's listening to this and knows another disabled person or a disabled organisation, please let them know because we want to shout, shout about it. Yeah, if you've got a job, you you in charge of marketing yourselves, Dawn. That's a that's a nice little pitch. That wasn't it? That was very good. Guys, thank you so much. I don't to say, I'm just really grateful. And uh, this one I'm going to release very quickly because I think it's just so inspiring. And just keep doing what you're doing. It's just mind blowing. And please come back. Come back and talk to us again sometime. Yeah. Pleasure. Speak to you, Paul. Absolutely. All the time. Thank you. We'll, we'll have to get you along, Paul, and get us, get us, get you off with us in the air. I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And swalt, swalt with offers. I don't like small aircraft, I've got to be honest. I often say to people, I'm not a big fan of it. I love the big ones. But when I get up in small ones, I always feel a bit like, well, there's not really much around me. So, yeah, maybe I've got a secret fear of flying. I'm a fake. But, yeah, I, I, I like, I, I find the small ones just feel, I don't know, I just like the big, I like big, what being great. You know, the A380s and that's what I like to be. One of those big things, big like a big coach you can walk around in, you know. 
So yes, I will. If you make, if you do that, I'll come and do that. Fantastic. Brilliant. All right. Take care of yourselves and thank you again. Lovely chat. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you're finding it helpful with your fear of flying. Now, if you do need some extra tailored help, you can go to our website, lovefly.co.uk and click on the courses button. You'll find more help there, such as our 30-day program and our on-demand webinar. Thanks again. See you next time.